Let's Get Checked is a personal health testing and insights firm that allows consumers direct access to a range of testing options and clinical services from home. It provides health insights to enable better healthcare choices, and its testing kits cover sexual health, men's health, women's health, and general health, allowing customers to test all manner of conditions from cholesterol levels, hormone levels, pre-screening for cancer, or something else entirely. With discrete delivery, you collect your sample, are able to review results within two to five days, have a consultation, and once your results are available, they will be reviewed by a physician and you'll be able to be contacted for a consultation and prescriptions included. Even during a pandemic when you're avoiding the public or especially doctor's office, don't neglect your health. This is an incredible option to get checked out in the safety and security of your own home. To purchase, go to trylgc.com forward slash momvoice. And for our listeners, use the code momvoice for 20% off your purchase. Hey guys, welcome to the Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 104. Okay, Lauren, I broke my butt. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did, you guys. I know, I'm so sorry. It hurts so bad. I didn't literally break my butt, but I bruised my tailbone and I feel like I broke my butt. It's a very like painful place to hurt. It just kills. If you know, you know what I feel like right now. It's true, it's true. And thankfully, it's not fractured or actually broken. It's just bruised, but man, whoo. Just like getting in and out of the car, like sleeping. It's yes. just been a trip. I know. I fell um, my first pregnancy, like flat on my back, oh. bruised my tailbone. And so every pregnancy from then on out, it would hurt. Yes. The pressure on it, the pain, like it kind of never fully recovered. I know. I've heard a lot of people say that who, you know, they're like, oh, I hope it does get better. Get like better. mine never really did. And I know, I'm like, which is Ugh. so strange. I know. Yeah. Bizarre. Oh I'm fine now and you'll be fine. I think it will, you'll bounce back. But I have it's hurt. to really quickly tell how it happened because I kind of teased it for a quick minute on Instagram. Yeah, you do. I have like the craziest story. <laughs> I was in Luke's room yes. yesterday morning. We're like in a mad rush to get him to preschool and his dresser is like, butted up against a corner you know what I mean and we have this big lego table in his room that takes up like a lot of the space and so it's kind of like a tight squeeze between the dresser and the lego table okay on the wall right there I have a glade air freshener plugged in with a nightlight underneath it okay yes I'm like moving quick you know I'm yelling at Kate and Landon come on guys you got your you know toothbrush we're trying to get out the door whatever And okay, Luke has like laid down on the floor. And so I'm like jumping down to put his socks on. And like, I don't even know how this happened, but literally the Glade plug-in went straight in to my crackage area. Did it go up your crack or did it just kind of like curve under the bone that it like hurt? You know where right at the top of your crack. Yes. That like indention. Right. Meets the tailbone. Yes. It like perfectly hit it with the full velocity of my weight. Yes. Like, oh. and it didn't come off the wall. That's the worst oh, part. Oh, gosh. Yes, because the nightlight was like stabilizing it. So I like rammed down on this thing oh. and whole, trying to explain this to my doctor yeah, was very I, I confusing. Know, I know. He it's was so like, 
Um, this is a new one for me. Okay. Because he's like, did you fall? Everybody falls. And I know, I'm like, I know. no, it was kind of a run in with a with I... an air freshener. He's like, um, okay, <laughs> okay, explain. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that that could sound a little yeah, interesting for in sure. In a non-sexual I nature. I, I know. I do just think of all the bizarre things that, oh, you know, the stories they hear, I'm that sure. That can go down. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, it has been a minute since we've done a mini episode. I know. It really has. And it really this, has. This kind of crept up on us, and we're like, we gotta, uh, yeah, we gotta talk about oh it. Oh my gosh, I know. Well, because we're kind of like ahead of the game with our recording. Yeah. Like we never are. Right. And we're actually got a few in the catalog. That feels good. Yes. And so there's some like things happening in the news and things that we're like, gosh, we just have to weigh in on this. Well, the Bachelor uh, saga. I don't want to say it's like, it's drama, it's a. It's not a scandal. It's just kind of crazy. The headlines coming out. And you guys know us. We love our Bachelor. And we have over the years. This season's been a little interesting. Um, Well, full disclosure, I've watched, but not with the same. I don't know what happened to me during 2020. Like, I was so checked out of TV altogether that I just have not gotten back in my groove. Like, I'm not watching Grey's like I do. I'm not watching a lot of shows. You know what I mean? No, you said something the other day that, like, kind of freaked me out, to be honest. I know what you're about to say. We're aging yes! out of it. And I was like, oh, no. <gasps> what does that mean? No. I, but what if we are? I know. What if we are? What if these 23-year-olds are just too young and crazy for us? Like, oh, my gosh, you guys, I can't believe those words just uttered my lips because yeah. we lived for Monday nights for so many years. And I still do. Oh, but totally. like, I agreed. Like this season just has not captivated me like I hoped. And there's kind of a mean girl thing going on this year, which has really shocked me because I said to my friends, out of anything, you think this season, the girls would be united and kind and just proving like we're coming out on top from 2020 and, you know, like women's rights, friends, it doesn't matter what color you are. Spread but, kindness. Yeah. But instead, there's a lot of just nasty, toxic people. Right. Yeah. And that's been super disappointing. Totally. Um, you know, totally. mad props to Matt as our first Black Bachelor, and he's charming and darling, oh, and we really liked oh, him. Yes. But we're referring to the headlines as of recent with Chris Harrison and um, one of the contestants, Rachel Kolenbeck, or however you say her last name, and Matt. And just kind of like, it's kind of blowing our minds a little bit. Um, you know, Chris Harrison has stepped down from hosting for the time being because of some some words he had with Rachel Lindsay and, you know, just kind of how they were interpreted and people just taking them lots of different ways. And it's just kind of throwing us and it, it's throwing us for a lot of reasons. I think we've had a snowball effect of a lot of stories and facts and movements in the last year that have really got us to where we are today. And yeah, and it's just kind of I think this one was just like the most shocking. Well, not the most shocking. I shouldn't say that because I feel like looking back on all of the people who quote unquote have been canceled over the past like 18 months, right? I feel like along the way, it's it's all kind of been very shocking at how oh, yeah. quickly it moves and how furiously people go after certain individuals. You know what right. I mean? And Chris Harrison, of all people, he like lives for The Bachelor. It was hard for me to see his words kind of be 
in my opinion, a little misinterpreted, but like to a lot of people, very offensive. And, you know, therefore, you know, yeah, like you use the word cancel. And we kind of wanted to talk today a little bit about just this cancel culture that we're experiencing. And um, well, or you could even call it the call out culture. Yes, it's where we are just calling people out for like, what we find to be offensive or I mean for this gal Rachel that I mean kind of let's be honest has been slaughtered in the headlines now and her life will be forever changed because of some of these things because she liked a photo her friend posted I mean she didn't even post it but they are immediately identifying her in this category and that's scary for our children that's scary for us like we have to be careful what we're you know posting or saying or liking and it kind of rattles me a little bit because that's where I feel like a pull of like, where's yeah. my freedom of speech? Where's yeah. my freedom of thought? But yet we're very much kind of under attack. If you're not with us, you're against us. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy that that's kind of where we're at when 2020 was supposed to be a year of like bringing us together and unity and learning from these different movements and processes. But like Sarah brought in today, and I think this is so relative, kind of like a little back history of this cancel culture, because it's not just like, oh, as of the last few months, this went back almost what, almost two years ago. And things that you brought up to me, I'm like, "Uh, yes, that was the beginning. Well, it's something that like, off the mic, we have kind of talked about internally, obviously, Mm -hmm. with like, our husbands, with each other, at at just some of the headlines, right? I know all of you have these same discussions at home, right? And this is like such a sensitive conversation to have and one that we were really nervous about putting out there because we don't want to get caught up in the exact thing that we're talking about, right? Yes. But at the same time, we think it's worth talking about because I think it's something that is so fundamental of what makes us American, like we have said all along, this country is flawed. People are flawed. Our history is extremely flawed. Like the world's history is extremely flawed. But I feel like this, there's like a movement to kind of disregard that history Mm -hmm. and like rewrite that history. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of a sudden we're seeing these actions taken by people online, these faceless people. Think about that. Right. Where they're all of a sudden, like, literally acting as the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Absolutely. Within, like, a 48-hour time span. Right. Things are happening so quickly. So, yeah, I think it's something that is worth us parents, us mothers, talking about and kind of digesting a little bit as the world around us is shifting. I think this is something that if you have older children— you might want to talk to them about this and getting caught up in it because it's very easy to like get on the bandwagon. You know, that whole idea of group think, how, you know, people who you like say something and, oh yeah, that sounds good. And I agree with the majority of what they're saying. So I'm going to back that and I'm going to tweet about it. I'm going to post it. I'm going to stand up for it. And, and that's the, that is the tricky part about this whole conversation is the root of most of the arguments I do agree with. Mm-hmm. Going back to the Me Too movement, of course I disagree with sexual abuse and rape and misogynistic comments and like all of those things. Of course we disagree with them, but it's just been kind of a slow build of seeing things happen 
that are kind of concerning to me as a parent. Oh, absolutely. That are like, oh, is this going to affect my son one day? Are my children going to get caught up in this whirlwind of like where all they want to do is attack people? Right. I I don't know. That concerns me. Just the hatred in people's hearts concerns me. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. I agree with people being held accountable for their choices and their mistakes. But like, I mean, we all will make a mistake in this life. Every single one of us are making mistakes every day. And it's just kind of on what scale and like who's noticing and who's who's criticizing and attacking you for it. Like you said with the Me Too, like when you brought up Me Too, I mean, that started in what, 2018? Back, you know, pre-pandemic, almost two, two and a half years ago now. And um, I, I like almost forgot about it. We had this whole movement about women's, like protecting women's rights. And we're even in the workplace, I think like men were almost like concerned and worried to look at a woman the wrong way because they could file sexual harassment or come after them. And there were lots of stories in the headlines where absolutely men were finally like, you know, held accountable for these wrong things that they've been doing and men were taken down and rightfully so. But it also kind of put in this very tense workplace and social place with men and women combined and what could be said and what couldn't be said or how to approach or the flirting or the hitting on and the harassment and how far. And so, yeah, it it even started Back then, again, I think during Me Too, and there were a lot of other things happening, obviously, in like the political landscape. And we absolutely, this is not a political discussion. I just want to try and look at this discussion, removing politics from it altogether, right? So just kind of look at the dynamics that have happened in our society, taking out that political view, because I think it's just important to recognize when we're talking about like this call out culture and this this culture that's developed of like such hostility to also recognize that it's happened on all sides. It's happened to like everybody. Right. It's really affected all kinds of people. Right. And all across the board, the men and the women, a different race, a different religion. I think that absolutely we all have a story or a past or our own family history that has been affected by any sort of persecution or prejudice at some point. I did want to read this excerpt of a discussion that President Barack Obama was having back in 2019. And I think it was even like November 2019. So not even that long ago. Okay. So he actually was at this forum where he was talking to a lot of young people. But I want to read like exact words of what he said, if you don't mind. So he said, the world is messy. There's ambiguities, he continued. People who do really good stuff have flaws. He continued on, I do get a sense sometimes now among certain young people, and this is accelerated by social media. There's a sense sometimes of the way of me making change is to be as judgmental as possible about other people, he said, and that's enough. Like if I tweet or hashtag about how you didn't do something right or use the wrong verb, he said, then I can sit back and feel pretty good about myself because, man, you see how woke I was? I called you out. And he continues on. And this is so important. He said, that's not activism. That's not bringing about change. He said, if all you're doing is casting stones, you're probably not going to get that far. That's easy to do. And I thought that was so interesting. I mean, honestly, if anything, you know, after 2020, where we're at right now, I feel like more division 
than ever. And if that's, again, political parties, if that's different race groups, if that's men and women, like I feel like there's such a division. And if anything, like I said earlier, I just thought we would be able to kind of stop looking behind us and look ahead, look to the future and like learn from these things. 2020 has taught us so much about ourselves and our families and our country. Let's move forward. But yet we still keep getting caught in this web and still getting caught in this like pointing fingers and you're wrong, you're wrong, you did this, you did this. And social media gives every single person that platform to be able to voice their opinion. And if that's a good thing or a bad thing. And isn't it wild how things can spread online like wildfire? And truly, you don't even know if they're like fact or fiction, but someone can state something, the sky is falling tomorrow and everyone's going to think the world's going to end. Like, it's crazy. Think back, and this is a whole rabbit hole we are not going down, but the Wayfair thing. Oh, yeah. Whether that oh, was true or not. I don't se- even well, know, and I'm not going into it. Or let's just even just say the sex trafficking thing, yes. period. But that, that was came something- in with a, like a, a gust of wind, hardcore, yes. and then it was gone, like yes. so quick. Social media has this literal wildfire effect. You know, and it's funny because I want to use the same words that Chris Harrison used. Like, can't we find a little grace and compassion for every single person? Yes, they may say something you disagree with, or maybe they did something you disagree with, but like attacking them and coming after them and causing more anger and hate in the world, what is that doing for anybody? And so it's like, yes, like maybe we all stop and self-analyze ourselves and, you know, trying to better ourselves and all the different views that we've learned over the last year. I mean, I even forgot the sex trafficking movement, like just the security and safety of our children, you know, the BLM movement more and inclusive. more inclusive and Absolutely. respecting, you know, every every race. And, you know, our history is is so powerful. We are the melting pot of the world. The world. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, we have lots to learn from on every angle, you know, but that's where it's very interesting because it's like, Every person has a story to tell and everybody comes from somewhere. So to like just narrow out one group right now or, um, you know, one cause, there's always there's always been this. And like, again, I think if we dwell too much on the past, I just like my friend said it best the other day, all the stuff going on right now and just the headlines in the news, it's making me see color more than ever which is so weird because I feel like I never like I never judged anyone by what it, what they looked like or where they came from or how they looked what they wore but now it's like you're forcing me to look and see us by groups and we we have to cover our back of our own and all these like divisive like methods and ideas that I'm like whoa 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 I I never even thought twice about these things a year ago and, and thankfully I feel like kind of my children have been you know, they're too young for social media. They don't watch the news. Like they don't really get what's happening around them, but it's our job to filter and know how to process and teach this to them. And and we've talked about, you know, raising inclusive children, teaching them the kindness, always treating each other as equals. And so for like adults and and our peers to be doing something otherwise and attacking other people, it's it's just kind of yeah, disappointing. Well, I think at the end of the day, what scares me the most is the freedom of speech and expression is kind of going away. Right. We feel controlled. We feel limited on what we can say. And I'm going to say, 
this goes back to, man, multiple, multiple times during the pandemic where we have had to have conversations. Do we say something? Do we not say something? I know. Do we post? Do we not post? Like, are we being bad by not saying something? Right. Or is this taboo to talk about? And even bringing up the bachelor thing. And as I keep saying bachelor, it's so it trivial. Sounds, it, yeah, exactly. How stupid. It's a show and it's like, oh, the host like is having a problem. But like, we've obviously been avid fans and it just is so crazy that it's affecting our favorite Chris Harrison host. But like, we were even like, do we talk about this? Do we go there? But everyone knows we love The Bachelor. Of course we have thoughts about it. Of course yeah. we have feelings about this. Yeah. You all know we are avid fans. So it is such a delicate line and we're a podcast and that's what we do is we talk and we share our thoughts. But at the same time, I just hit my limit sometimes and I just have to turn it all off and just like yeah. pretend like it's not happening, but it is. But that's dangerous too. Right. You know what I mean? I think at some point you do have to have a voice and your views and your opinion matter and they're valid. And I think that is what makes our democracy so special is that even though we haven't always practiced it perfectly, mm -hmm. the foundation was there mm -hmm. for debate, for protest, for open congregation of people to share ideas and to argue and to do it peacefully, right? We have never practiced it perfectly, ever. No. Never. No. We're human and we never will. But at the end of the day, we had some sort of cultural norms that existed between us all where there was a level of respect, mm -hmm. there was a level of boundary, mm -hmm. there was a level of, okay, I'm not going to destroy you. Right. Like, just destroy you. Right. And I say this, I mean, we are nobodies, but I say this as a parent who's raising three children, and I don't know where the world's going to be in 10, 15 mm -hmm. years. And I feel like if you don't raise some concern about what you see, and this has absolutely nothing to do with the social issues that are going on. I 100% support most every single social cause that has been brought up. We have said that from day one, anytime we've talked about this. The George Floyd thing was tragic. Anybody who watched that video, that was uncalled for and absolutely horrendous. But I think at the end of the day, what scares me is that you can't even say your opinion anymore. And without that's being what, scared. Without, without being scared. Without biting your tongue. And you know, like, I watched the Chris Harrison interview and, you know, one thing that did stick out to me, what he said was like, it's not okay in 2021. And like, yes, that did come off like a little weird because honestly, things that are not okay to say now never probably should have been okay. Right. So sure, we are learning together. Right. We have lots to learn I think we've come very far, but like we've acknowledged so many times before, we've come so far. Let's be real, looking at, at our history and American history, and let's be honest, world history. Because mm -hmm. just like you said, it's never going to be practiced perfectly. Like from age of old of time, it's war over 
religion. It's war over land. It's war over like power. the queen and the power. And the. it's always been this way. It is like human nature. And we have to fight against that. We've talked about this subject before in past episodes. So, I mean, well, and I think we've said it too. Like, hey, we want to be there for the cause. Right. We want to show up. Yes. We want our kids to show up. Yes. We want, to, we want change. Every parent, I guarantee you listening to this podcast right now, wants their children to have a better place, a better world than they grew up in. Absolutely. It's hard, though, when you do want so badly to be there and to show up. It's almost like your hands are tied. You have to pick one side or the other. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one side or the other. Right. It's and if you whole... show up for something, that means you're not with this group. Yeah. The whole you're not you're not with us, you're against right. us. Right. And when really there is some middle ground and really you can have feelings for both ways. And I was just going to say, well, like Chris thing, the Chris Harrison thing. Even maybe if he still felt the way he did, whatever, you know, whatever direction, if those comments, he stood by them, he couldn't not apologize. He couldn't not back down. He couldn't not take it back. And maybe he really did. Like, he's like, I put my foot in my mouth. That's not what I meant. But now there is such like a fallout, a consequence to, you know, your thoughts. And if they're there, they don't coincide with I don't even know. Like, who are we answering to? I don't know. We're, is yeah. it the social media yeah. algorithm bubble that controls right. our lives? Right, the matrix. I don't, the matrix. Yeah. Like, I don't know who we're answering to, but we're answering to somebody. And if they don't like it, it's like. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're, you're done. And but, that's and yeah. that's not right. It's It's not right. And I think the alarming part here that we're saying is like, if you actually do your homework, it's affecting everybody. We said that early on. It has affected all sides of everybody from Bill O'Reilly to Jimmy Fallon to J.K. Rowling. Like, oh, yeah. Like it has just affected a lot of people. And I think it just makes me nervous that it could start to hit closer to home. Sure. Because I know we are nobodies, right? But like when it's happening on such a grand national scale, then does that thought and that type of action and behavior then become acceptable in a local school board, in a mm-hmm. local government setting? And, and you know what I'm saying? When does it start to hit closer to home mm-hmm. where you need to start aligning, you need to get dialed in or you're out and you right. you don't have a voice? Do you right. know what I'm saying? Right. That scares me. Right. That really scares me. There was a letter that came out in July of 2020 in Harper's Bazaar, the magazine. And it was a letter mostly written by intellectuals, professors, writers, journalists, things like that. And it was titled A Letter on Justice and Open Debate. And if you go read the letter, this like set off again a firestorm across social media. People were very up in arms of how dare they? How dare they come? They're in their place of power. You know, they're they're successful people. They have a voice. Why are they trying to take my voice away? That was the the blowback to this letter, okay? Mm-hmm. I want to read some excerpts. It said, "Our cultural institutions are facing a moment of trial. This needed reckoning has also intensified a new set of moral attitudes and political commitments that tend to weaken our norms of open debate and toleration of differences in favor of ideological conformity." And then they go on to say, that the only way to have a true democracy, it can only be achieved when we speak out against the intolerant climate that has been seen on all sides. And then they close it up by saying the restriction of debate, whether by government or an intolerant society, 
invariably hurts those who lack power and makes everyone less capable of democratic participation. I think that is so key because they're saying by restricting free debate, you're actually giving more power to the people we don't want to have it. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't know. I thought it was a very interesting letter, but boy, did it get backlash. I, I think of that funny YouTube. You're canceled, canceled. It's a guy oh in a grocery gosh. store walking around to all the different foods that like might be perceived as offensive. Yes. Canceled, canceled. Like yes. little Keeblers. Oh, they're dwarfs. They're canceled. You know, Aunt Jemima, that's wrong. Canceled. And it's like, and even the other day, my sister sent out that the Muppets had been added to Disney Plus and that there is disclaimers at the beginning of episodes that, you know, we do not agree or support the mistreatment of people and cultures and that this might replicate, you know, depict that or whatever. And I I, I can so, so, so appreciate and support that we need to have a clearer, more decisive perspective of how we treat each other and as we treat cultures and a unified country. But like, I just think it's getting just carried away, just yes. a little overboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when you have to put a disclaimer on the dang Muppets, yeah. like what, you know, it's just like everyone take a deep breath. We're just all going to move forward each day doing our best. You know, I don't want to see another civil war. I don't think anybody would ever want to see our country divided in any way by anything. And I think we just all, I don't know, just need to take a deep breath. And I think it goes back to, we just had an episode about listening yeah, and how when you want to bite back and when you want to interject and when you're so ready to say something, maybe take a minute and question your motives. Yeah. Why? Oh, great point. Yeah. Great point. I think it totally applies here. When you want to comment on that Facebook post, when you want to bite back, when you want to forward that tweet, when you want to do all these things, pause for a millisecond and think, why? Yeah. Why? Why? You just want to prove someone else they're wrong. You want to put someone else down. Do you, you know, truly, is that are really you passionate? Do you know all the facts? Because let's be real. Every single one of these movements and things that we have watched play out over the last 18 months, they are incredibly complex. They're all complex, all of them, from Me Too to Black Lives Matter to all the of election, it. The I mean, election, all the it's things. It's all so complex. You cannot boil it down to headlines, to tweets, to Instagram posts and stories. It can't be done because we all come from everything from different perspectives. Mm-hmm. I grew up in rural East Texas. My experience in life and how I view things is very different from how you view things. Mm-hmm. Because you grew up in North Phoenix. Everyone just brings something different to the we table. We all bring something different and to I the mean, table. And I mean, and if it's, if you were upper class or, you know, in poverty situations, everybody just has a different experience and there's just no fair way to judge anyone. It's not effective. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's, it's not effective. And I think we all have to remind ourselves that we're human and that we need to treat each other with like, a little bit of respect. Like, and let's have a little bit of just like base moral code. You know what I mean? Decency. Decency. Yeah. Let's all just pause for a minute. And I think we would all be better. I think we'd be better examples to our children 
you know, we talked about having peaceful homes and like the benefit that that can be to our children. And man, I think when you get caught up in the onslaught of like it coming at you in every direction, it just, it's just damaging. And that's my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I know. And I know many of you might be like shaking your heads being like, those are two white girls that don't have big problems and they just don't know. And I get that. I totally do. Like I get, again, we might be judged for our perspective and where we're coming from and being religious or conservative or moms or whatever, like they're, they're that's that. fair. And that's, that's fair. That and fair. I get where totally. people might see that, but like, this is where we are coming from. Yeah. And, and, and you know, that's we our just, point is right. we have the right though to share that. View. Yeah, we do have the right. You know what I mean? We are just saying our piece and it might be different from what you think and what your thoughts on this. But um, I guess our whole point in this whole episode is we just want to encourage kindness. Yeah. And we just want to encourage you that if you are letting this stuff consume you, and if you're letting like so much of this hatred boil in your heart, to maybe just take a second yeah. and figure out where it's coming from. And figure out, yeah, yeah the deeper rooted issue. Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, man, could you just imagine if we flash back to even 15 years ago, before social media, I mean, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. I mean, even our like high school, most of our college years were so different because it was like for you to know these things or hear these things, you'd have to go seek it out. Now it's just shoved in your face. And like we've said a billion times, so much to process, so much in overdrive of like filtering all these things. And so just like taking that into consideration that I mean, yeah. it's not the end of the world tomorrow. We're going to be okay. Let's t- step forward in we the right are. direction and just doing it with kindness. I totally agree. Do it with kindness. Teach your children how to be kind, how to listen, but how to also stand up for what they believe in. Right. Okay, guys, we hope you enjoyed your time with us here today. We have a new episode coming out on Monday and we're really excited about it. So make sure you're subscribed. And if you want, you could come say hi to us over at Instagram. We are at, yes, the Mom Voice Podcast. We're there and we check it. You could come tell us how uninformed we are. Yeah, no, just come <laughs> say hi. No, I'm totally kidding. You know? All right, guys. But yes, you can find us there and we'll see you then. Anything else, Lauren? No, and more than ever, just take care of each other. Oh, yes. Word, girl. All right, guys. Bye-bye. All right, bye.